I hooked up with the best man at my friend's wedding and had a heart attack in the process. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. It was my dear friend's wedding this weekend and my first time meeting the best man in person, though we've worked together over Zoom for the last year. We hit it off and ended up dancing and talking most of the night, and when things went down I went back to his hotel room and yada yada yada, and it was really good. At one point during it, I start having literal heart pains, chest palpitations, dizziness, couldn't breathe. Never happened to me before and in that moment I wasn't sure if I was having a panic attack or a heart episode. And then I remembered that I'm on a medication that can cause heart problems. I had two EKGs back in August to monitor it and everything was fine. I had forgotten about it. And I realized I hadn't done anything as cardio intense as sleeping with another person since before I started the meds. He was absolutely lovely and rubbed my back, calmed me down and talked through what was happening. Couldn't sleep for hours, but it finally died down and we got some semi-rest. We're both zombies in the morning saying goodbye to everyone and I make an appointment to see my doctor for another EKG stat. Well, that EKG was today, and after explaining the situation to the nurse and getting the test done, the doctor comes in with four medical students in tow. I uh, hear you had a cardiac episode during intercourse. Tell me about that. Kill me now. I'm so glad I was wearing a mask, because I'm sure I was bright red with embarrassment. I'm sure the medical students were glad for their masks too. I don't know how anyone could keep a straight face. After I melted into the floor and died, they told me the EKG was normal, but I needed to see a cardiologist ASAP. So I have to take off work to tell this story to another doctor tomorrow, and probably get stress test until I'm cleared to do cardio again. Which I hope is soon because he's coming to visit next week. Come on, Doc, you know she's gonna be embarrassed. Show a little discretion. You're really gonna bring four med students in tow for this one? You could have done it for anyone else, I'm sure. Regardless, hey, I'm glad you're okay, and that you had fun, but maybe just try and take it easy for a bit, at least until you're back to 100%. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe. My friend threw me out of her party for kissing my husband. I, 37-year-old female, and my husband, 42-year-old male, attended my friend Becky, 36-year-old female's annual barbecue last weekend. Becky and I have been close friends since college. I met my husband shortly after graduating, and while him and Becky have never been close, such as hanging out without me, they have always been friendly toward one another, and we've all hung out together on numerous occasions. Becky recently lost her husband due to a medical issue, and we've all been devastated. This year, Becky texted me the day before her event and told me that she was making this year's occasion a child-free one, and that meant I couldn't bring my three-year-old and that she understood if I couldn't make it. I bit my tongue in an effort to be respectful and thanked her for letting me know, and told her I indeed wouldn't be able to make it. She responded by saying she was looking forward to seeing my husband at dinner though. I saw no issue with this and sent her a thumbs up. The next morning was the day of Becky's event and my mother-in-law luckily agreed to babysit our toddler. We thanked mother-in-law and headed over to Becky's with food, gifts, and no children in tow. As we walked in, Becky greeted my husband with a hug and an excited hello, and then me with a sort of surprised look on her face. 
She didn't say much to me and went into her living room with everyone else. I went to put down the food on the counter while she introduced everybody to my husband and referred to him as dear. My husband told me this later on in the evening. I walked into the room and she gave me no mind as she was deep in conversation with a friend of hers. Sometime into the party, Becky and my husband were both standing at the patio door and she had her arm around his waist. He spotted and looked at me with a help me glare, so I made my way over thinking she had one too many. I gave him a kiss as he separated from her grasp. Becky looked at both of us and then back at the others at the party with a shocked expression and then ran back into the house crying. She ran into the bedroom and locked the door and screamed at me to leave through the door. I tried asking her what had upset her and why she wanted us to leave numerous times. She refused to answer me and just kept crying. So we left and on the way out received some pretty dirty looks from the other partygoers. Later, I received texts from several mutual friends who scolded me for PDA and how Becky was so upset that I made her party look tacky and that I was rubbing it in her face that she was a widow. I was so shocked and hurt to hear this and mentioned that every other couple at the event was also being relatively affectionate and that despite my husband and I not being ones to commit PDA in public, I had just given him a side hug and a peck kiss. That was all. Anyways, I'm at a loss at what I should do. I feel like I hurt a close friend, but I'm not sure how and what I can do to fix it. Reddit, help! Am I the jerk? This is a really awkward situation to be in. It does kind of sound like your friend was hitting on your husband, and I don't know why she would be surprised for you to be there when you're the ones that have always been close. But yeah, maybe she just had a couple too many and wasn't thinking straight. Either way, I don't think you're really obligated to make any kind of apology here. I just think a conversation needs to happen about, well, what the heck happened? If your friend's feeling a certain way, and that's totally understandable given her circumstance, that's fine, but not towards your husband. If that's really how she feels about him, I don't know what she expects you to do. It's not like you're just gonna step aside. I showed my husband the rude text his mother had sent me, and he ended up putting her in the hospital. To start, me and my mother-in-law have never gotten along. She hates my guts and can be overly sensitive at times. I tried not to give her the wrong impression about me, but we just don't like each other. Sunday, I was feeling sick. I'm a new mom, by the way, and couldn't eat what she'd cooked for dinner, and she seemed to take it personal. She sent me a private message of what seemed to be her final straw with my behavior, and it stated the following, copy and paste. Oh yes, I know and feel your passive-aggressive vibe. You keep pretending to be sick so you won't have to eat what I cook. What? You think my cooking is disgusting? You think I'm unhygienic? When was the last time you actually looked at yourself in the mirror? Apologies. I forgot you're a new mom and can't even be bothered to brush your hair. You finally trapped our son and now want to use the baby as a pawn. I don't like the fact that you're my grandchild's mother. I don't think I'll ever come to terms with it because you bore him, but I'll pretend. Pretend I don't know my son's been having chats with his ex every chance he gets. Be mean to his mommy, me, and see how far that gets you. Oh, and when I watch your hellhound of a dog, it stays chained to a garage day and night until a half hour before you arrive. It stinks up my house, you know. Same with your hair and clothes. My mind was blown, and my gut reaction was to immediately go to my husband and show him what his mom had sent. And he didn't take it well. 
He tried calling her, but she didn't respond. It was 11 p.m., and he decided to drive to his parents' house and pick a fight with her about the text. According to my sister-in-law number one, who witnessed it, he yelled at his mother and berated her and called her names, then disowned her, which shocked everyone in the house. My mother-in-law is diabetic. She fainted on the spot, and my husband didn't stop. He just walked out of there while his family were yelling at him. I got several calls and texts from them claiming I just caused irreparable damage in my husband's relationship with his mother, jeopardized her health because she was taken to the hospital, first of all, making my husband disown her over what? A dinner that I could have gotten a few bites of? A simple misunderstanding? They accused me of causing this chaos and turning my husband on his own mother and disowning her like that. Sister-in-law number three berated me for sharing the text with my husband husband, saying I should have confronted my mother-in-law alone instead of escalating the situation. She said I'm responsible for whatever happens next and have to fix the problem I created. I feel awful overall and so guilty since she's at the hospital and the family are feeling tense. My husband is avoiding me. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I don't think you did anything wrong here. It's a perfectly natural reaction to immediately want to show your husband what's going on. That's a hard thing to wrap your head around what she just said. It's a lot to take in. The level of disrespect in that text was astronomical. How your husband chooses to deal with it is entirely up to him at that point. It's unfortunate that it escalated to this situation, but I don't think you're the one to blame here. If anything, she's responsible for this herself. She brought this on herself. No way she would have ever said any of that stuff directly in front of your husband. And honestly, at that point, he has a right to know how she's treating you. I really hope that she's doing better and that everything's okay now. But just because you had a heart attack doesn't mean you won the argument. Grocery store Karen seems to think my husband works there, despite the fact that he's wearing a winter coat and carrying a six-month-old. My husband is a peaceful giant. He's six foot five and can look quite imposing, even though he really is a teddy bear. Never stressed or aggressive. Never overreacting or raising his voice. Just a peaceful giant. So here we are at the grocery shop with our six-month-old baby shopping for food and whatnot. It's winter in Canada, so, you know, cold. And we're both wearing our coats. The kid is fussy and nothing really calms him except when we carry him in our arms. It's my turn and my husband is going back and forth, gathering what we need and bringing the items to our cart. When this banshee from Hades got in his face and started yelling at him, Are you done? You've been helping her forever. I need help now. I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid I don't work here. Bull, I saw you helping her shop. Now you need to help me, and you do not talk back to me. But... Stop. Don't talk to me unless it's to thank me. Are we clear? My husband sees me boiling and about to interfere, but makes a sign that says he's gonna deal with it. He then calmly looks at her with a smile. Good. Now grab me the last one of those up on the high shelf. Why the heck you people always put the stuff I need so high is beyond me. Now chop chop. My husband grabs the item, but instead of giving it to her, he keeps it just a tiny bit out of her reach. He looks at it and then at me. Uh, honey, we needed this, right? It's at this moment that I catch on to what he's doing. Well, as a matter of fact, yes, we do. What? How dare you give her my stuff? It's my stuff. Give it to me. Super slowly, my husband gets closer to the lady. He's so imposing that she calms down immediately. With the biggest of smiles and the most polite voice ever, he says to her, Again, 
I don't work here, but thank you for showing me this. We were about to forget it. And with that, he puts the item in our cart, grabs the baby, and together we left. In the background, the lady's howling some profanities. All three of us are smiling. I love my husband. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. People need to learn to pick up on what should be obvious cues. The fact that your husband's dressed for the winter and is only helping you and you have a baby with you would make you believe that most people would understand that you two are together. Apparently, this went right over this lady's head. Some people's observation skills can be lacking to say the least. Thankfully, this situation was handled without anything really getting escalated. Company owner says employees are replaceable, so now he has to replace everybody. So about two years ago, I was working as an assistant manager at a small business, about 20 to 25 employees overall. I had been there for about five and a half years, three as an entry-level position, and then as the business grew, the manager was getting overwhelmed, so they created the assistant manager position and put me in it. Now, I was their jack-of-all-trades, covering multiple positions in the business when needed. Built and maintained a new website, the old one had not been updated in several years, served as the entire IT department, got a new phone system installed along with replacing another major critical piece of equipment, DIY minor building updates, inventory management, distributor relationships, and more. Well, owner number one was fed up with owner number two's BS. Owner one was the responsible one and the one that knew what was going on. Owner number two was just along for the ride. It reached the point where owner number one said, either sell me your half or buy my half. Well, owner number two ended up choosing to stay. A few staff left, including the manager, while the rest of us braced for the disaster that was coming, while we decided what to do. As assistant manager, the staff had brought some concerns about quality and staff safety to me, so I brought them to the owner. The response I got was, I don't care about staff concerns, they're all replaceable anyways. I was told to tell the staff they should no longer bring their concerns to me, but to the new manager, her hire that had been there two weeks and no one trusted yet. Well, I went home that night, shared the entire conversation with most of the staff, and typed up my two-week notice. The handbook said four weeks were required, but I refused to work for her longer than two weeks, and turned it in the next morning. So, in addition to losing me and everything I normally did, had also taken over scheduling since we were short-staffed and the new manager didn't know the staff yet and what we needed, another three to four people quit over the next month, leaving the owner overall with about 50% of the staff that place needed. 
and even at full staffing, we were barely managing. The website has not been touched since I left. Still has the old owner and other outdated information up. I've gotten multiple questions about where something was or how to do something, because no one else knows how to run certain things. A number of their clients I know have left, because things have been getting worse in their product. And overall, I give it a couple of years before she has to sell or close, because I can't imagine it's going to go well. Yet another case of management not acknowledging how valuable an employee really is. Our original poster sounded like they were the superhero of this place. The owner's casual regard towards their employees' jobs is left the employees feeling rather underappreciated. No one's going to stick around when that's the case. No one's going to work hard for you if they don't think you give a crap about them. It sounds like it's not going to take that long for this place to crash and burn if that's how she's treating all her employees. It's going to be hard to find replacements that'll stick around. My manager at the grocery store that I work at assigned me to fix a machine that I know nothing about. The machine that takes in the bottles that have a deposit fee on them was broken. The machine couldn't scan the bottles, so the customers wouldn't get their money back. A customer told me about it, so I told my manager. He told me that I should take care of it because he was on break and the customers came to me. I told the customer that I couldn't help her and that she needed to come back some other time when it was fixed. My manager said that handling things in that way was also not acceptable. I started to get a little bit infuriated, so I just decided to go back to the work I was supposed to do. Customers kept on coming to me with the same problem, so I went back to the manager who literally told me, You're at work. Customers complain to you. It's your problem. I told my coworkers about it. They told me that it's happened before and that a mechanic was required to fix the problem. My manager got angry at me because I told him this. He told me that I needed to find a solution to the problem or I would get fired. I started thinking what I could do to fix it, but I couldn't figure it out since I work at a grocery store as a 17-year-old who's never fixed something like this. Then my stubborn side took over. I decided to fix the problem my way. I took a broom and punched a hole in the seal that keeps the bottles from falling down. Then I put a big plastic plastic bag on the other side of the machine for the bottles to fall into. My manager lost it and told me I need to find a better way to fix it right now. So I put the plastic bag in his hands and told the 12 customers that were waiting for the machine to work to give their bottles to my manager and he would take care of it. The manager then sent me home as he was raging and yelling at everyone. The next day I had to work again and the mechanic was there to fix it. He told me that I had made the situation with the machine worse but that he had to laugh when he heard the story about my manager. I then heard my manager got fired by his boss for losing his cool and that I handled the situation very well. To this day, I still wonder what story was told to the boss, but I still have my job and the manager is long gone. You can't be expected to fix a machine that you have no knowledge about. That's literally a health and safety violation. He can't make you do it. It was the right thing for him to get fired. He's lucky no one got hurt. Honestly, our original poster should have just said no. You have that right. If you feel that your boss is asking you to do something dangerous, you have the right to say no. But let's assume for a second that this machine wasn't particularly dangerous. Either way, it's not your obligation. It's not what you're there to do. You're there to help the customers. At the end of the day, you're not a mechanic. Clearly, the manager couldn't solve the situation either because he ended up having to call a mechanic himself. I had to teach a leasing agent about her lease, the hard way. I was living in Atlanta around 10 years ago, and I won a one-year lease at a charity auction. My rent was around $600 a month, 
prepaid. Market rent was around $1,500 a month, a really good deal. The security deposit was only $150. More on that later. A year is nearly up and I sign a lease at a new place. About a month before I'm ready to move out, the leasing agent for the apartment complex stops me and asks about my renewal. We'd always been cordial to this point, but things were about to get very nasty. Are you renewing for another year? No, I have a lease on a new place. I'm moving out. Well, we require a two-month notice, so you have to give us a notice in writing, and we're going to charge you the market month-to-month -month rate of around $2,000 per month. If you don't live here during that time, it's your fault. Let me read my lease and get back to you. As I'm in real estate, I know how to dig through a lease. I read it and set up a meeting, about a week or two later. Thanks for coming back in. I hope you understand how much trouble you're in and your financial obligations. I've spoken to the corporate office about your situation. They're willing to make the two-month notice a fine and only charge you $3,500 since you'll not be living here. Yeah, about that. Per the lease, you're required to give me notice of my new rental rates before the two-month notice commences. Failure to do so invalidates the two-month notice. We did that. We left it under your door. I don't know if you did or not. Either way, it clearly states that the notice must be given via certified mail. Return receipt. But hand delivery works just the same. Not according to the lease. I hand her a copy of the lease with the notice section highlighted. Did I sign a receipt stating that I received the notice? I did no such thing. As per this section, all notices must be sent via certified mail. Here's a copy of a tracking number for my notice not to renew. Sent via certified mail. Return receipt requested. It should be received by your office today, if you don't have it already. We got it, but... I interrupted her. As my lease is up in 15 days, sometime it expired between the meetings, the one-month notice puts me half a month into next month, so you can keep my security deposit for those 15 days. My old lease rate is still in effect, as notice was not given of the new rates. This gives you two weeks to splash and dash the apartment upon my departure, and have a new tenant in by the first of the following month. It does not work like that. Call corporate. I think their attorneys will side with me. Have a good day. I never heard a peep from them after that. No collections, no letters. I stayed my extra 15 days, which helped me with moving to the new place, and taught that jerk leasing agent she really needs to learn more about the product she has control over. Yeah, this really sounds like they were just trying to scam you for a little extra money out the door. That's such a jerk move. You've already got a whole bunch of costs associated with moving. You don't need this thrown on top. Maybe you were a little short on the notice, but either way, they can't expect you to just cough up a couple thousand dollars because they say so. If they're going to turn around and cite the lease agreement, then at least make sure that they're following the lease agreement. Otherwise, it holds no water. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.